0: everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brennan McCullough. Just us again. How are you doing?
1: <laughs> Just us, no one else. You can skip this episode. Feel free. <laughs> oh, no. We won't blame
0: you. Don't say that. Uh, no episode is skippable. That's all mandatory, listener. Mm, no, nah, I'm kidding. I, I
1: don't know. There are definitely some skippable ones early on. Oh, yeah. Wait, I'd say like, nah. start at 15 and go from there.
0: I do regret that statement. But uh, <laughs> again, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing all right. Can't, That's can't good. Com- can't complain too much, which is a rarity for me. So
0: <laughs> True. In previous episodes, we it's never that way. Um, but same here. I'm in a pretty good mood. Uh, this is a video game podcast for anybody who is new. Um, let's uh, maybe start it off with video game talk
1: <laughs> for <laughs> once. <laughs> if you are new, God bless you. Oh, God yeah. bless you. I feel so. I don't so. know
0: how you'd be new because it's like, how'd you hear about our show? We're like 200... 200- <laughs> Dude, Some episodes we, in. we haven't
1: interviewed anyone recently you're not a fan yeah, of that that's a
0: good point yeah no i we got to get back on that train but it's just it's, it's not easy to schedule things these days
1: yeah the time zone is just fucking killing us because yeah. everyone everyone on the west coast wants to do it during business hours it's like hey i'm also at work during business hours and can't do that right so it's, it's kicking the dick but i don't know yeah we'll try we'll try stuff
0: I'm considering maybe even getting a couple of the people we've had on the show back if they would like to, but just to get an update on where they're at and what's new projects they're working on. But that's something to be discussed, and we'll see if it happens.
1: Yeah. I mean, the biggest hurdle is trying to get them on the weekend. We can get them then, we're set.
0: Totally, so. and uh, one thing we definitely can do though is some more game dev interviews because there's all sorts of uh But the the reason, okay, listener, I'll be honest with you. The re- <laughs> I'm super deflated from the last one because it didn't even air. We've only had right. two unaired episodes, both of which game both dev. interviews. Yeah, yeah wow, uh, Alpha Bear and uh, Moss. And Moss interview the way it was panning out. Uh, such an incredible conversation. These guys were phenomenal to like work with, and. It was going to be airing the day the game came out or something ridiculous. And I was like, wow, we might even get some traffic on this because people are really hyping up this game and going to be discussing it. And maybe we'll get some of that SEO magic. Nope, Nope. not really, because (laughs) our backup recorder did not record any of their audio. And I just had me and Bren talking to ourselves, asking questions to nobody, and it was awful. So I guess that kind of did put a big, like... I don't know, stake in my heart and I'm like, uh, oh, not doing an interview
1: for a while. <laughs> been hurt been hurt before. Can't go back. There it is. You uh, never sound crazier if you just take an interview and just cut out half the audio. Like just the hearing just the response to an answer question without hearing the actual question is very odd.
0: Yeah. Like just laughing at nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds crazy. Um but Back to video games. What have you been playing? I feel bad. I This is probably more or less going to be a news episode because I don't know. I haven't played too much, but I have a little bit.
1: Uh, I'll agree because I've been playing the same shit. Uh, more Gungeon. I found out since the last episode I played more. There is an actual new level. I said there wasn't in the last episode. There is. But okay. it's a bitch to get to and it's not clear how to do it. I looked it up. I don't feel bad about looking it up. It's so stupid and annoying. The trick is uh, in the stores now, you see a giant key, and it's worth a thousand uh, currency. Uh, I think you get bullet shells. I think that's the currency in it. Or like okay. a thousand gold, whatever you want to call it. Um, so it's a thousand. And that's impossible to get in one run of the game. And it's especially on the second level. It's on the second floor. So it's impossible to get that much that quick. Luckily, you can just pump uh, currency into it and whittle it away bit by bit until it's at a reasonable price. But the lowest it can ever go is like 115 or so, which is still it's pretty tough to do. It's it's not the easiest thing to get by the second level. Okay. So once you get that key, then you go to the third floor, and on the third floor there's a room with rats in it. And if you run around, or if you use a blank, which like clears out all the bullets in the area and like explodes uh, the dust off of the trap door, you use that key on the trap door, go down in it, and it's an. Uh, cave cart, like in uh, Donkey Kong Country. Okay. Um, One of those carts, you ride that down to the end of it, and it's just a dead end. What you can't tell, though, is there's a hidden, uh, there's a fake wall there. Jesus
0: Christ. (laughs) This already sounds in death. Yeah,
1: this is already (laughs) annoying as shit. Um, There's a few secret walls throughout the game, and if you shoot it with one of your, like, one of the guns you pick up on the way that doesn't have unlimited ammo, you can see cracks in it. But because you're underground in a cave, it's already, like, The textures on the wall are already pretty cracky, so it's really hard to tell the difference if you don't know it's already there. So once you're there, you use another blank to blow up that wall to get through. Go to the end of the hall, another dead end, use another blank, opens up a doorway, and that's where the gate is to use the key that you have. Then you go down there, you have to find six pages throughout the, like, throughout the game, you have to do a few different runs and find these six pages throughout. And once you get all six, it gives you, um, It has little arrows on each of the pieces of paper that point you in the directions you're supposed to go in this maze. So you go through all this shit, go through the gate using the key you bought, then look at those pages to follow the path that you're supposed to go. Otherwise, it's like a labyrinth that resets you back. Jesus Christ. So once you follow all that and fight enemies in each of the rooms, like hard enemies, then you get to the resourceful rat, who's the new boss, and he's a (laughs) fucking asshole he's so hard it's he's so, so resourceful oh he's just got so many little gadgets and tricks <laughs> he actually does it's really annoying and i only he of course like every other boss he's got multiple phases so i only beat the first phase on my first playthrough of it like the first time i got to him and then i was like cool i beat him here's phase two he's in a metal gear like from metal gear solid he's i was just gonna say solid. yeah <laughs> Like he's in the giant robot from the first Metal Gear solid game. Wow. And it's so hard. It's so stupidly hard. And it takes so much effort to get back to him every time. It's hard to really learn the pattern of him because it takes so much effort. You're like I maybe have only gotten to him like three or four times after playing like a week straight. Just it's, by that
0: description it sounds very Dark Souls esque. It's like, yeah, you do all this shit, finally get to the to the boss and then die and don't even have a chance to learn his patterns and then yeah, have to exactly. go through all this shit to get there again.
1: Yeah, like, it's so annoyingly hard, and like, there's not much to the new floor, it's just that labyrinth. So if you go the wrong way once, you get reset and go on to the next floor. So it's not, there's not much to it. Okay. So even though I found that out, and I looked stuff up, and I found more items and weapons they've unlocked with the new update for Gungeon, there's more to it than I thought, but I still stand by my original statement of like, it's not a huge update. Like, it's just like, hey, here's more guns and shit that don't really do much like they don't really change much um, now they have synergy where if you have multiple guns or multiple or like two different items will sync up so if you have um like an uzi and I think a hand machine gun you can sync up and dual wield them or if you have a fish and some sort of special item for you what it is you can shoot two fish guns like it's a fish gun and you can shoot two of them at once and stuff like this so they give bonuses if you have the right item that works with them and okay. very, remi- very, very reminiscent of Binding of Isaac which is something right. I loved in it but it's not clear what it does so like it'll tell you in your menu which item like boost or synergizes with the other item but it doesn't tell you what that bonus is so you can shoot it and kind of get an idea what it is but there still might be a little something to it that's not very obvious and I don't know that kind of annoys me Yeah, it's cool like I'm glad this there's an update I'm glad it's free it's really cool I appreciate all the work but, like, at least the way they were promoting it, it's all on, like, Steam and, like, in the game and stuff. It seemed like it was this colossal, like, DLC pack. And it's like, no, it's just a little bit more. So if you have played Internet Gungeon and you're like, oh, maybe this will bring me back, probably not for long. Like, maybe, maybe you'll get, like, a good five or six hours out of it. But, I don't know, after that, you'll probably get bored of it like I did. So right. it's cool. Glad they did it. I still love that game. Still addicting as shit. Uh, but, you know, kind of underwhelming for the update.
0: Okay, fair enough. Yeah.
1: But Rogue Legacy's update after five years is much more underwhelming, so I guess it's better than that.
0: Okay, well, yeah, in comparison. Yeah. Uh, I do have an update with Dark Cloud, just because on the last time I was speaking about it, I was like, oh, I don't know how to get Gore on my side, and eventually, if I have to look it up, I will. I mm-hmm. ended up not needing to, because it was... Nice. It was kind of became very apparent cuz like I've played this game too many times I should remember god damn it but uh <laughs> the way it is when you're in um the ge- I forget if it's geography mode but where you're basically in like the top down view looking at the the cities not cities but towns are rebuilding for the various places um I noticed that there's a waterfall and I have the ability to add uh, squares on the map that are uh pieces of a river and if you put all the river pieces together you connect a long ass river across part of the map and then lead that river to the tree that was uh basically dead and once it got water it was revived and you could put on the hunter earrings and speak to it and all that stuff so it really helped me progress the story and i'm basically at the point where i'm going to be fighting the boss for that so i'm really excited to get to the next town because The further I I remember the beginning of the game very well, but the later stages are like I don't recall as well, so I'm excited to get back to them. Um one game that I don't own, but it came out recently and I'm very intrigued and want to own and will eventually play this for sure, is a game called Pool Panic. Ah
1: yeah. Did you hear
0: about this? Like I think that's all I've really seen is a video or two, and like, I, if I'm not mistaken, it might have been Adam from Press Continue Podcast posted something about it on Facebook, and that's what even brought it to my attention. I could be wrong about that, but either way, this game looks ridiculous. It's, uh, I'll read the description. It says, Pool Panic is an unconventional billboards game with some something new around every corner it's the world's least realistic pool simulator so it's very much just like an odd almost like it seems rpgs which you're a character i think you're just the cue ball and then you can like angle at different other the other characters are balls and you angle at them and do i don't even honestly know that all the different environments it looks very peculiar and i'm sure it looks if you're a pool fan it would be fun but i feel like the mechanics are going to be very strange so i honestly don't know much more about it than it the the art style too is what's kind of selling me it seems almost like a adult swim kind of cartoon networky style to me
1: they're publishing the game yeah oh really okay yeah (laughs) go figure so good eye with that um yeah the i've seen someone stream it a bit and they didn't play it for long because i guess there's a single player mode for it um which i didn't see but the multiplayer mode for it seemed very confusing like it seemed yeah. like it's just a bunch of random mini games but none of them were very clear on what you we were supposed to do yeah so it was just like hey you know what we gave this a good 15 minute try like we're out and they just stopped playing because it just it seemed very confusing and hard to follow
0: yeah, I wish it was more cohesive and like maybe there being a story, but it just does say, like, explore the pool world. And, like, yeah, by this little panorama it's doing, it looks like, yeah, it's just a bunch of potential areas that you can do like mini games in, like you suggested.
1: Yeah, it's not just like play pool. It's like you're on a pool table and you're all pool balls, and like some of them are zombies and you're not. Defeat the zombies. It's like, what? Like, yeah. it's, it just seems like it's in the setting of a pool table but there's not really much pulled to, I don't know, it's it's real weird.
0: Yeah, it's out there, and I give them credit for that alone, and the art style being uh, enticing, so I th- I think it could be fun, but I have a feeling more people are going to be on the side of that streamer you were watching, where they're like, what the hell is happening here, and how do I play this game?
1: Yeah, it didn't seem like there was anything captivating enough early on to just, like, grippy and be like, yeah, I want to keep playing this and find out what's going on. It's kind of like, this is weird and confusing, and I don't like it, I'm out, and like, it's gonna really, uh, turn people away.
0: Unless you're a billiards aficionado, you need to play Pool Panic.
1: I mean, I get I'm sure there are <laughs> pool people out there, but that's a weird hobby to be, like, super into. I don't know, then again, there's competitive cup stacking, so Yeah, who no, the fuck I've am seen I some
0: judge? ridiculous trick shots for pool that it's like, man, you guys have a lot of time oh. on your hands, but look but at like, us, who are we to speak? <laughs> well,
1: that's the thing, I think the weird thing is, like, at least with pool is, like, The actual game, whatever, I'm not super interested in. That's what you do when you're drunk at a bar. The trick shots for pool, like on ESPN, they do like these weird, like, yes. I guess guess it's like shows that they're just all doing trick shots. Some of them are like, I can't even talk. Some of them are just so absurd and insane. Like, I don't even know how you come about it or how you would practice it. Like, so uh, I'm not trying to diminish any of their skill because some of it is very impressive. Agreed. But like, as a game, it's kind of like, yeah, you just shoot some pool around for a bit and then, you know, finish your tab and go home. Like, it's just like a bar game.
0: What's admirable, though, is taking that simple comple- concept and making it so complex to the point where it's like, what the hell, you're on a Ferris wheel playing pool or knocking people off of it? It's weird. Th- this game seems very out there.
1: Yeah, it really reminds me of, like you said, the Adult Swim style really is reminiscent of uh, uh Rick and Morty. And I know Justin Roiland, who's like co-creator of Rick and Morty has a studio called Squatch Tendo, but that recently has changed to just called Squatch Games. Because if there's one no company way. you don't want to fuck with, it's Nintendo in wow. any regard. So yeah, he, they actually had to change the name of their studio recently. Or that's maybe not in, recently, but
0: that's yeah. actually big news to to me. That's just interesting that like just the Tendo, Tendo <laughs> part of it.
1: <laughs> I think it's is, because it's also a game studio. So if you were like a newspaper or like sold tv dinners and had tendo at the end of it like i think you'd be fine but because it's in the same industry and business right yeah that's
0: how that works i think
1: yeah so it's definitely like don't fuck with nintendo's intellectual properties in any way like they will come after you they always do so i thought that was an interesting update like pool panic reminded me that i looked it up and sure enough yeah they had to change their name so weird.
0: yeah yeah so that's one to keep your eye on i felt like it's worth mentioning um also just I don't know why but it made reminded me. I was at a concert earlier today and there it was at a bar and guess what was on the TV at the bar? Esports. And I'm like, "Holy shit, what are they watching?" It was CS:GO and it was oh, yeah. these teams Gorilla Gang versus Team 1, which I'm like, "Team 1, very original name." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it was I don't know, it was just kind of like reassuring and like just being like, "Wow, this is a thing and people are watching this shit on TV."
1: CS:GO is I don't know for sure. It's probably not one of the biggest esports or oldest esports, but it's definitely like one that got the most people Or it's just like this massive community that are still playing, that are still playing enough to broadcast it on television. Like I didn't
0: realize it was still stupid. that strong. I didn't. Yeah. Right. I honestly thought that was like a thing years ago that was popular and I don't think about it now.
1: The thing is anyone who used to play it is still playing it and are still into it or most people are. There's no new CS:GO players. You can't jump in anymore. Like it's done. It's so insane what some people do in that game. There's no new players at it. It's impossible to get in. Like that's that's where 360 no scope, all that dumb, yeah, shooting stuff. That's where it came from. It came from CS:GO.
0: Yeah, and so yeah, makes you not even want to play. Uh, oh God, no another on a similar note i was at a wedding and i met i was uh taking photos and i was with the grooms party talking to the guys about games and stuff and the one guy i was like are you an xbox guy he's like yeah i was like well what do you play just because i was curious and he says mainly just destiny i was (laughs) like oh man people are still playing that i was like destiny 2 he's like yeah some of destiny 2 too (laughs) i was like so you're playing the original (laughs) one too but uh and then we were talking about podcasts too and there was no overlap there too either it was unfortunate he was just like i only the only podcasts i really listen to are destiny podcast i'm like so. there's <laughs> destiny podcast like i wouldn't oh, yeah. doubt it but it's just crazy that like every little sub uh john genre- well that's what i mean i was listening to a rocket league podcast for a little while there um right. gosh i'm trying to see, m- shout out to could- live from manfield that's what they were called
1: see that confuses me more than destiny like destiny i'm like <laughs> there's a story to it you can do multiple things in it there's like different guns and stuff and like ways to like do the meta like the most effective uh way of playing rocket league is just like no, yeah, just drive some cars? I don't know.
0: live from manfield they were keeping up to date with like the latest esports teams and who was ah. like, there and they were like going to the events and like having okay. like giveaways and like all sorts of just random it was actually they did a real i think they're still going They they do a really good job of uh keeping up to date with like the latest updates because rocket league is ever changing so i feel like that was a smart one to do because you'll pretty much always have something to talk about in a couple weeks to a month
1: okay that makes more sense than just the game alone
0: right yeah. um but other games i've been playing not too much i'm back to alpha bear believe it or not and i got an email from uh gosh i'm blanking on their name right now uh shit uh but the studio responsible they are working on alpha bear 2 and uh i saw a, l- a couple screenshots early screenshots and it looks adorable spry fox spry fox that was it it was so long ago man i feel like man I that, wonder was when one of the that was supposed to air probably before 100
1: oh easily yeah that was one of our early interviews. That's why we fucked it up.
0: Yep, that makes sense. But then it didn't make sense that we fucked up Moss pretty recently.
1: Nope. That was <laughs> just year. a weird... I'm going to blame Skype on that one.
0: Yeah, and that was pretty much it. Um, yeah. But enough of us complaining about that. Is there any other games you want to <laughs> mention or maybe dive into some news?
1: Uh, let's see. Playing Overwatch a bit more. Trying to get a handle on Hammond, the wrecking ball hamster. I don't I don't like it. I was playing with AJ last night and Mark, <laughs> Mark got unknowingly got very drunk and was extremely belligerent while playing
0: (laughs) i can imagine that
1: (laughs) he he had like a beer too he he didn't think anything of it but it turned out it was like nine percent so it actually hit him pretty hard um but yeah after playing with aj we're talking um hammond his attack defense and mobility are way too high and he's like too agile and like movement is too unpredictable to really counter him, he's way too strong and it just unbalances the whole game. I think they could easily nerf one, maybe two of those stats and he'd be more fair, but right now he just fucks everything up. So, for anyone who doesn't know, he's a giant, like, wrecking ball, that's his nickname. He can send a grappling hook to something and then just spin around, like, attached to the grappling hook, so he's like a wrecking ball. And you can just do that to, you know, capture the point or push the card. You can just do that to the point and spin around it and just push away anyone who comes near it. Oh, and it's Jesus. so hard to stop them from doing that. And just everyone does it every time.
0: Spamming, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it just gets real unfair and annoying. So it's, I really think they got to work on him. I still I still hate what they did to Sumetra. I despise it. I feel like she's just so unnecessary now. It's just, I don't know. I'm definitely losing touch with Overwatch. And I still love all the characters and like the designs and all that, and I love all the time I put into it. But like as a current game, I'm losing interest with every change they do because it's just yeah. getting so messy. I don't Dang. think they know what they're doing because they originally said they were never going to do a stealth character that would go invisible. They said that would never happen. We would never do that. And then they had Sombra as like the third character to release. <laughs> so politics, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they are necessarily like following through with all their plans or if they know 100% what they're doing at any given time. Like if it seems like they're playing fast and loose with all these changes, they might be. So, I don't know. It just feels real weird now and I don't I don't like the game nearly as much after all these changes. So, that's unfortunate.
0: That's it is really really is because I'm thinking to myself it's such a successful game and I feel like you're definitely not alone so they're losing people even though I feel like it's weird to think They're still gaining people on that recent sale. Like, Overwatch was only $20. I'm sure a lot of people bid on that.
1: That's the thing. Like, they had so many players, like, at their peak. They could lose half of those and still be one of the most successful games, like, with consecutive players. Um, And, yeah, that is something they do. They do a ton of sales where it's like, hey, it's 50% off. Or, hey, it's only $20. Or, hey, here's a free weekend. Or, here's a double XP weekend. Like, so they do a bunch of incentives to get people in. And they do events. So they just had, like, the anniversary event. And then I think next week they're doing the summer games event, So they have new skins coming out. And they have uh, Lucio Ball, like another fun mini game coming out. So they're always adding, you know, cosmetic stuff, which is cool. It doesn't change the game at all. And then they always have seasonal event stuff, which are fun sometimes. Most of the time they're not. Um, but it's <laughs> always something to, you know, draw people in. So, yeah, they'll get some new players here and there. But definitely, like, the peak of, like, you know, Everyone's playing Overwatch. Everyone's playing it. It's like coming and gone and it's all Fortnite now. Like, that's the new hotness. Um, but yeah, they're, you know, it's not like they're anywhere near, uh, being in trouble with a lower play- player base. They still got millions of people playing. But yeah, it's, I definitely hear more and more people saying, like, it's just, it's not the same and it just feels weird and I just don't play nearly as much. Yeah. So. It's rough. Like I only play Mr. Heroes now because I refuse to let anyone pick their heroes because they always pick snipers. And it doesn't change no matter what how what nerf <laughs> they do to Hanzo. It's always Widows, Hanzo, and Anna, and I hate it. Sorry. That's nope. just what that people might think. That's
0: fair. No, that's <laughs> that's hilarious. But also yeah. unfortunate at the same time.
1: Yeah, it's rough. It's real rough. Um that's mostly what I've been playing that like like I said, it's the same shit. I haven't yeah. changed it up too much.
0: I'm I'm <laughs> in the same boat.
1: I'm getting more and more tempted to play that One Piece Dynasty Warriors game I have, because I I just feel like getting some mindless, you know,
0: just... Violence.
1: Yeah, just the power fantasy of just wiping out a thousand guys in one move. Like, uh, it just is so...
0: Those, those guess, style games never get old, really. It's
1: it's weirdly zen. Like I'm trying yes. to think of the word, but <laughs> it's just good. like it, it's kind of like meditative. It's just real relaxing. You just chill out and not really focus too much because there's no real story to it, or you know, there's no real challenge to it. It's just you know, don't right. die. So.
0: listen to this analogy that I came. Ah, oh man, it was not. Yeah, wait, it was this past weekend. So about a week ago, I'm out there, I have a new home and I have a pretty uh, decent backyard and there's this one part of my backyard that's like just overgrown. These trees are covering it and it was just like just completely overgrown. And I went and I just bought a weed whacker that day. I'm like, I'm gonna fuck Ooh. this place up. So and it's this beautiful thing. Uh it was actually really funny. I shouldn't admit this on air, but I'm going to uh it was it was like it had a 25% tag off on it. And I'm like, oh man, that's well I wonder why that is. And I realized it's because it was missing a piece, like a pretty essential piece. And there's mm-hmm. all these other ones around it and nobody around me. So I just grabbed the piece, put it on and then went and got it for 25% off. So I was like, hell yeah. So that hey, was cool. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, if,
1: fuck if they the didn't, system. <laughs> if, if they didn't pr- like prevent someone from doing that, like, yeah, someone else can do it. So yeah.
0: That's it was bound to happen. So I, I got a good deal there, but that was a side tangent. Getting into the actual weed whacking though, it was kind of zen at the point when I was at that part of the yard because there was so much to do. I'm just... Fucking shit up left and right and just really (laughs) just making a huge dent in this but lo and behold it was just overrun with insects so like i didn't Mm. even and and i had the previous weekend before that just got a shitload of poison ivy all over my legs because of weed whacking with my dad's weed whacker um so i was wearing pants luckily um but that was also shitty because it was so hot but what ends up happening is i must have hit a yellow jackets nest mm. and didn't even realize it. And cause I'm straight up in Zen. I'm just like completely mm-hmm. meditation going full blown. And then all of a sudden I'm getting stung repeatedly on my elbow. So I'm like, Oh fuck. And I thought it was just like a one-off like, Oh, a bug's getting me. Of course it's going to happen. So I slap yeah. him off and I'm like, damn it. And then I just realized there's a lot of them around me. So I start running, just drop my shit and run. I get up to the porch and I tell my girlfriend, like I- I'm being attacked by bees and she lets me into the house and I didn't even, and we closed the door. I had no idea. There was n- no joke, eight or nine bees all over my jeans, like on me, because they were attacking me, and I didn't even know they were there. So Ugh. then, when I noticed that happened, I got stung again in my ankle, and they were just attacking me, and I was like, oh my God. And they were flying around the house. We killed all of them. It was just a goddamn clusterfuck. And yeah, it was just like to go from straight up, like, I am meditating, getting all this work <laughs> done to like, gigantic clusterfuck. I let 10 bees into the house and I'm still getting stung. It was actually <laughs> insane. And it's on top of my poison ivy that I was like, what the fuck? So yeah. that's, don't become a homeowner, listener. That's the bottom line.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because you're a homeowner of this whole happened. And it wasn't just like bees. It was like yellow jackets. Like, so that's assets. the game I've
0: been playing. Uh, <laughs> God damn The it. game of life. Yeah. There um, we go.
1: I haven't been playing it, but I've been looking at more and more games online on Steam uh, mostly, um, but there's one game that caught my eye. It's called Semblance Okay, and it's just this like tiny little platformer, and it's just like uh, kind of colorful. It's like good shades of like purple and pink and green, like and all that in between. Yeah, um, and it's just a really neat little platformer. You play this little like blobby character, but it doesn't look like he has much or it has much powers. But you reshape the world. So instead of like flying around or getting power ups and stuff. Uh, you'll see like a little platform above you and you would j- go underneath of it and jump up and it'll bend upwards each time you hit it so it creates a little ramp so that you can okay. go on top of it and jump higher so I thought that was a really new- uh, neat little platform where it's like 10 bucks on Steam yeah, yeah. 10 bucks and you just like r- instead of getting power-ups and stuff you reshape the world and like create uh you know push the platform down enough so it gets uh, becomes elastic and use it as like a trampoline or jump wow. into it and you know make it a ramp so you can get onto another platform
0: I see exactly the mechanic you're talking about, and that is really unique and adorable. I love the art style, like totally trippy and just cute.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like the like, color palette and stuff. So I've been checking that one out. I don't know, there's a lot of games I have on my wishlist now. I'm just like, ooh, I can't, because uh, what we got? Monster Hunter World coming out August 9th. So yep. uh, as, uh, as of this episode releasing, uh, like in like three days. Uh, and then Yakuza 0 is already out on PC. Banner Saga 3 is already out. Um, which oh God, I got <laughs> I still got a place to, um, and then we happy few is actually coming out August 10th. So like yeah. five days as of this episode coming out, I was so.
0: considering cause I'm like, now that I know it is going to be more Bioshock like I I'm more interested again, but I just don't yeah. like the way they were treating their previous customers and how the, that whole plant panned out. I'm kind of have a bad piece yeah. in my mouth supporting them.
1: That's the thing. There's been a lot of tension around this game, both good and bad. So it's like, this is tough to say. And even if their plan was always to have it as a linear story, like Bioshock uh, single player mode, Mm -hmm. that's not what the alpha was, and it definitely dissuaded a lot of people. And I know a lot of people who, you know, never looked back. So they don't know that there is an actual story mode. So I'm not sure how good it's gonna be, or if that's something they added in. Like if they never intended there to be a story mode. And then they saw the blowback from the E3 trailer, and they're like, oh shit, everyone's expecting one, we have to add one now. So if, yeah. it, if it was just added in later or not. That, that's what so, I guess.
0: I think yeah. that seems, it feels more realistic.
1: It's, it's tough to say what's going to happen with that game. It's definitely one I'm going to sit back and watch. I'm not going to...
0: That's smart. Same thing with fucking No Man's Sky. I'm so glad, because I was very <laughs> much like, you know what, this is one of those games, man. I'm really just going to get it. They won, and I'm so glad I didn't.
1: Yeah, especially now with so many games being digital. Like, I couldn't tell you last time I bought a physical game. I think maybe Dishonored 1 was the last physical game I've got.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, especially for PC. Think. Myself, it was probably the special edition of Shadow of the Colossus, just because I'm a goddamn fanboy.
1: Yeah, special editions always you know count. It kind of is pointless to get a special edition of a digital copy. <laughs> it's like, cool, you get a digital art book and stuff, but you want the physical art book or you want the little figurine or something physical totally. that comes with it. Um, but yeah, with so many games being digital now, there's not, you know, we've ranted about this before. There's no need for pre-ordering. There's no need for day one purchasing unless you're just really excited to play it. Cause it's not like that game's going to sell out cause it's all digital now. So right. there's, if you can wait, it's always good to just wait like a week to see all the bugs that are in it on the day one. And then all of the stuff people play like, Oh, this game's fucking garbage or like brutal legend where it's like, Oh, this game is not what anyone expected. And some people liked it. Some people hated it. So it's always good to, I say, wait at least a week, at least a week. I just had out.
0: the strangest like thing, like tickle my memory where I was like, did we talk about a guy who paid like $5,000 to play No Man's Sky like a week yeah. before it came out or something yeah, yeah, <laughs> stupid yeah. as fuck? That, who would do that? Oh man, sorry. An that idiot. was just insane. Okay. um, You did yaku mention Yakuza, Yakuza there. Is that how you say it? Or Yakuza? Yakuza 0? Yakuza 0, yeah. I I heard, I'm not sure if this is canon or anything, but I saw a tweet about it, so that tells you how legit (laughs) it is. But uh, I heard that Jet Set Radio is in the same universe as Yakuza, and I'm like, huh. Mm,
1: I'm not sure. I'm only really familiar with Yakuza 0, Yeah, so I don't know for sure, and I don't Uh, know necessarily what they're referring to that would make someone believe that.
0: Uh, I, oh, the I Rikaku Police. I wonder if they're in Yakuza. I have no idea.
1: Uh, maybe there might be a reference to it or something, but it it's not like it's not like you see someone skating around <laughs> yeah, doing DJ in Yakuza. Professor yeah. K. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing like that. There might be like uh, you know, DJ announcer or something that sounds similar, yeah, they might have the same name as one of the police units in uh, Jet Set. But I highly doubt it's the same world. I don't know. They're both Sega, though, so entirely possible.
0: Yeah. Fucking a! I just want a modern Jet Set. I'll always want that. And
1: it. <laughs> it's really interesting the history of Yakuza games because the guy it, because it's Sega, it's so different from the rest of their games. Like all their other games are like Sonic and Jet Set, were it's really colorful and bright and pretty kid friendly. And Yakuza is the exact opposite. It's you know <laughs> it's about the Japanese mafia. It's all yeah this gritty
0: crime realism. And yeah. yeah,
1: well not even it's kind of sensational realism because like you straight up like pile drive guys into the concrete or like smash someone across the face with a bicycle and they're not dead like yeah dead. that
0: like, was a power fantasy like the over-the-top combat i did play the one demo of the game i think it was yakuza zero yeah that was yeah. a fantastic demo
1: yeah it is like gritty and like kind of real in some regards but yeah there is like the. Uh, it's mostly the combat it is over the top just fun yeah like dragon ball z
0: kind of like oh yeah. op- punch somebody into a wall and they just get back up
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's like an anime where you just yeah you punch someone in the wall dents behind them yes like, that's
0: what i'm picturing yep
1: to do that much to put that much effort to actually dent the wall behind someone as you punch them they would be turned into a fine blood mist <laughs> <Like> their, <laughs> yeah. their body wouldn't exist anymore
0: yeah they're let alone their bones um, yeah. yeah
1: so um it is a great game but like the history of yakuza and how it came about and like the guy the creator pretty much put his heart and soul into it and like put it all of his style and ideas into it and like bet everything on it i think he even like gave up his salary to do the first one or something i'm not sure exactly but like the history of it's very interesting if you ever want to like read like if you're into like game history and stuff oh totally check out the yakuza stuff it's very intriguing and like you know Sega's like it's it's a you know flash in the pan it's you know dropping the bucket this game won't really do much like we'll just let him have his fun and like he really held on to it to make like you know two three four and like i think six is the latest one. And then they all branch off into that, um, and he just like kept going, and now it's by far one of their biggest franchises, like at least modern wise. Right. So it's yeah, really I, impressive.
0: I do want to play Zero, but I didn't play any of the other games. Hope it doesn't matter.
1: It, n- luckily, Zero is a prequel.
0: Excellent. So
1: yeah, it's the like it goes in chronological order, like Zero to Six, um, and so you could definitely start with Zero. But I know with a lot of people, you see all these characters, like, I think in all the other games, like, the two main characters, I think, yeah, arguably main characters, are in, like, they're the late 20s or, like, uh, mid-30s or early 40s. Like, they're, they're older. Um, so you see them dealing with life as, like, a you know, real adults, not us adults. <laughs> and um, dealing with shit and seeing Yakuza 0 is cool because you see the prequel of, like, how these characters became to be this legendary status that they are. Because, like, right. one, of the, one of the characters is kind of, like, crazy and unhinged and just does whatever he wants. He's running around in like, a leopard-printed jacket and, like, has this... You know, the Yakuza have tattoos all over their bodies, like, mostly on their back, but to show that they're in the Yakuza. And usually you're supposed to keep them hidden. He's got his jacket open most of the time to show it off, and he's got, like, an eye patch, and he's just deranged and insane. And in Yakuza 0, you see how he becomes that. You see what led up to that. Cool. So you could definitely start with Zero. But for anyone who has played the older ones, it's cool seeing, like, the origin story of these characters. It's like seeing the origin story of, like, the Joker or something. Um, but it's definitely a good starting point, too, if you just want to go in chronological order.
0: Definitely. All right. Well, that's good to hear.
1: Yeah. And for PC, it's 20 bucks Because, like, yeah, like I said, 6 is the newest one. This is, like, the second or third newest one, or most recent. It came out, like, a few years back. So it's, you know, pretty cheap and fucking so much content. Like, easy 100 hours if you want it to be. Nice. So yeah, oh, still recommend
0: that. Speaking of that, that kind of leads me to my next news topic. Uh my girlfriend sent me the fact that Kingdom Hearts uh, 3 is supposed to be over or about 80 hours of gameplay for the completionist. <laughs> and I was and she was like sending that to me being like, "Wow, isn't that so much?" And uh, me as like, I don't know, you guys, we all play RPGs like and yeah. know like how many hours we sink into games. Like 80 seems very just like kind of average for an RPG or like and not yeah. or almost almost like minimal I'm like wondering like they're skimping out on some shit it says a 40 to 50 hour main campaign main campaign but uh yeah 80 plus to complete the Disney Final Fantasy crossover and I'm thinking (sighs) that's just ah man I felt like I easily spent over a hundred hours in both previous Kingdom Hearts games so like 80 is like huh
1: yeah I mean that's also if you do everything right like if you don't struggle against Sephiroth for 12 hours (laughs) like I did
0: (laughs) very um, good point
1: but, yeah, like, Mark, like, he didn't, like, speedrun it, but he definitely went through Witcher 3 pretty quickly, like, at a pretty quick pace. Right. And he got, he was at, like, 65 hours or so, and I, like, strolled around and took my time, and I didn't do completionist because I don't think you can in that game, there's so much. Yeah. But like, I didn't, you know, I definitely went around trying to do as many, many side quests as I could, and I easily got 100 plus with all the, with the DLC expansions and stuff. Um, so, yeah, like, 40 or 50 hours... It's like that's a good that's a long time for like any other game and like you know a moderate size RPG, but for but, Kingdom Hearts three, yeah, for the one that nah. we've been waiting
0: for forever and for knowing how, years? yeah, and knowing how the other Kingdom Hearts games were, I almost want to say longer. I could be technically wrong about that, but I I just don't know. It just seems to me a little shallow and not what I was anticipating. But I shouldn't be complaining. I'll I'll definitely be playing the game no matter what. But yeah. I just uh, I I'm just.
1: it's 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 (laughs) underwhelming it's kind of well let me see kingdom hearts one the main story is 27 hours on average
0: really oh holy hell talk about not struggling with shit fucking tarzan (laughs) land i spent like fucking four days there as a kid anyway
1: yeah kingdom hearts two is about like 32 hours for the main story uh, okay like 43 for like all the extra stuff and like 65 for everything.
0: Okay, so I am wrong. So this is definitely more. So okay, I can't complain, oh, but right. I guess I'm just it's, I guess I'm comparing it to more modern RPGs and yeah, like I I'm I just think thinking we've been of stuff like yeah, Persona 5 and things like oh, that. I'm God. like yeah. So
1: the, I mean, to be fair, there's definitely a good chunk of Persona 5 that easily could be cut out like uh, so I think it's the last two dungeons are just grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding and dialogue and dialogue and dialogue like you could probably cut out a good 10 hours of persona 5 and be fine
0: yeah yeah
1: so there's it's an interesting point um how long is too long for an rpg and how long is not long enough
0: yeah i guess i don't honestly know until i just play the damn thing
1: especially nowadays like you know we're adults we got shit to do uh yes. Buddy mine's a huge rpg fan but he's got a house he just got married he's you know him and his wife have jobs and it's just like he's got no time for this stuff and i'm like oh god this game's so good he's like i wish i had time to play and i was like yeah it, it's tough now
0: it really is um but so that's what i mean maybe it being not as long as i was anticipating might be a good thing for where i'm at in my life <laughs>
1: I, I say as long as the, sto- I mean, the story is the most important thing for me. Like, Graphics can be whatever, gameplay can be meh. Like, I'll grind through stuff. Story's got to be compelling if it's really going to pull me through. So if it does a good job with the story, I'll be fine. I'm also not going to play it because I don't have a PS4 and Kingdom Hearts is stupid.
0: Oh, so. damn it. <laughs> Fair enough. I And I can't even defend it.
1: No, uh, but-, <laughs> but even the creator of it can't defend it. He's like, I get confused with the story too. No one knows what's happening
0: um this isn't video game related but i threw it in show topics because i thought it was funny do you know the song cotton eyed joe or whatever yeah yeah it's by a band called this? rednecks it's r-e-d-n-e-x is how they spell their band name rednecks you can buy the band rednecks the rights to the song and everything you can be uh the first person ever to buy a number one pop band all for the low price of two th- two million euros
1: Oh man, you know how it's always been my lifelong dream to own Cotton Eye Joe? That hit song that everyone loves and doesn't fucking hate at every wedding? Yep, yeah, you can no, own thanks. it, and, and you
0: could put it in commercials, and that's what I mean. This is a legit thing, and it's really dumb. It's like it's rednecksforsale.com, and they were saying it first went on sale in eBay in April of 2007 for <sighs> $1.5 Since then, the price has been up and down a bit, <laughs> mostly, mostly up since we have been doing very good with our latest releases, which oh. has strengthened the band and trademark. So, hey, it's a good time to buy Rednecks.
1: Hey, no one bought this a few years ago. Let's make it more expensive. Yeah, because everyone knows the band Rednecks
0: by half a million euro. Um, okay, sorry about that. Uh, in real <laughs> video game news, uh, a game that's been in development since 2012 called Chasm is coming to PS 4 Linux, Mac, PC, and PS Vita. Of all, like I'm like, where's the Switch in that list?
1: <laughs> it's definitely uh, well. If it's been in development since 2000, what did you say? 11?
0: 12 uh, Yeah,
1: twelve. Uh, the Switch wasn't out yet. They probably had no plans to actually true. Before the Switch came out, it, Nintendo was very secretive about it. They didn't tell people much about it. PS4 and Xbox One, like we knew way ahead of time what it was going to be. Um, and Vita's still very popular in at least Japan and you know foreign countries who have a lot more public, a lot more reliable pu- public transit than we do. Right? Um, yeah, it would. If it's a good mobile game, it definitely would be good for the Switch, but you know, I kinda understand why. I'm sure I'm sure if it's successful and if it makes enough money they'll try to port it over to it, but
0: Well, I'm looking at it on Steam here and it came out just a few days ago's got almost three hundred views and they're mixed, so I'm like huh, mm. that doesn't give me a good warm feeling in my stomach as I'm about to want to play this game but it does look good. I'll read the description real briefly. Uh, Explore the depths below a remote mountain town in this procedurally generated adventure platformer. So I like that kind of stuff. Taking inspiration from hack and slash dungeon crawlers and Metroidvania-style platformers, Chasm will immerse you in a fantasy world full of exciting treasure, deadly enemies, and abundant secrets.
1: So It it doesn't look bad, like watching the trailer of it right now.
0: And the art style is very pixely, but also like more detailed
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of mobility with the Pixels. But yeah, it it seems like it also could be a game that could just get real annoying and tiresome real quick. It's like, oh wow, this is fun when it's all cut up into a nice, easy, digestible trailer. But if you're playing it and it takes like 150 hours to get through to this shit, it's like, I would definitely be tired of this after, you know, 40 hours.
0: I can definitely see that. And I also see potential, I'm not sure, I could be entirely wrong on this, but what if it's like a when it released thing? Like, what if this release... Uh, what six years ago when it first was being developed? Obviously, that's not how that would work. But let's say it mm-hmm. released in 2012. I wonder if it would be doing better than it is now. I'm not sure.
1: Uh, probably. I would definitely say probably. Um, but you know, it, it that's it took years to make it to get some of those techniques down and stuff. Um, but yeah, with time we see more and more uh, 2D Metroidvania roguelike games. So the longer it takes for a game to come out, the more you're going to be compared to the games that have already come out. Like, Legacy and Binding of Isaac, and Dinner to Gungeon, and all these, like, other ones where it's like, we've done Metroidvanias, we've done procedurally generated stuff before. If it doesn't live up to what's already on the market, it's, you know, it's not going to do well. Yeah.
0: Uh, It's one worth mentioning, though, for sure.
1: Yeah, check it out. It it looks good, but, yeah, with the mixed reviews, I don't know for sure. It's the first time I've heard of it.
0: Uh, How about, Oh, wait, there what are else? a couple more. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we got a few things. Uh, Quantum Dreams. They lost their uh, lawsuit.
0: Who, boy.
1: <laughs> yeah. One of their former employees was suing them for harassment. And like, unprofessional workplace. And they lost. I think it's in France, is where the court case was ha- uh, held. So, it's not the American court system, so that's why it actually finished. And, you know, they got a definitive answer to it. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> It's been known that uh, David Cage is kind of a dick. Uh kind of a big dick. And uh, some of the harassment is like, you know, saying crude and offensive jokes, printing out pictures of employees with their faces photoshopped into pornography, and printing oh, it Christ. out and putting it up on the walls of the studio and stuff. Like you know, I got a pretty high tolerance for stuff, but in a workplace There's definitely a lot of these cross the line. Yeah, definitely. I would not put up with a lot of this shit, and I got a high tolerance for stuff. So right, very understandable why uh, this person would a quit and b sue you know for harassment and stuff like that.
0: Oh yeah, I'm just uncomfortable hearing about that, let alone being in their shoes.
1: Oh yeah, and there's there's more stuff to it. Um, there's a few articles about it. It's pretty. It's a pretty well documented uh, documented situation with Quantum Dreams, and that's why I was kind of saying earlier with uh. Detroit Become Human, I was like, oh, this one might make or break the company, because they're getting a lot more scrutiny, and it's you know, they're not great people there, (laughs) they're kind of assholes, so even if the game does well, the company might be in trouble just, you know, for David Cage and some of the higher-ups that, you know, will either do this stuff, or allow this stuff to happen in their studio, which definitely definitely should not be happening.
0: No, grow up. So,
1: yeah. David Cage is dick. The games might be entertaining, might be fun. Uh, they're about so-so for me. Um, but yeah, studio. Jerks.
0: Yeah, sounds like it. I'm yeah. glad they lost.
1: Yeah, it seems like a really easy case to win with that. Especially since they have pictures of, the, I think it was a guy, pictures of the guy in the office, like, hung up, like, that's easy to prove. Yeah. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, the, uh, another Venom trailer came out, and it actually shows more of actual Venom and not just Eddie Brock. Yeah. Um. I I actually am starting to like how Venom looks in this. I didn't like how he looked originally, uh, but yeah, I'm starting to come around with it. I'm starting to enjoy it. I, I don't know if they've changed anything since the first trailer, uh, but I like it better. I still can't stand Tom Hardy in it. Mostly <laughs> his mostly his accent. Whatever his accent is in it, it's unrecognizable. It's not from San Francisco, and it's awful. It's so grating and uh, irritating.
0: Yeah, I didn't pick up on that, but I'm sure I might now that you mention it. Uh, I was... I don't know. I I, growing up, I always thought Venom was like the coolest villain in the Spider Verse, if you want to call it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I I I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm even going to see this movie. It's 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 a shame. I don't I don't know if it's my bag of chips. I I do like how like what is it? The symbiote is like all stretching around and looking all crazy, and he's using it in different ways. But like I'm just not sure if Spider Man's not in it. I'm like, what's the fucking point?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely interesting that like. Because Spider not Spider Man is not in it, they're not just cutting to like he's just a giant black version of Spider Man with web slinging. Like he's using the symbiote as tentacles and shape shifting into like giant blades and cutting things open and like yeah. s- you know slamming people in the walls and pulling stuff closer to him. Like he's using it as this like elastic goo stuff that the symbiote is. So I, I actually like that more that it's not just web slinging but black. Like that's a good yeah. So I like that they're actually like really utilizing the symbiote portions of his suit and stuff and. I don't know, I'm not thrilled about it. I'm definitely better I like, have a better opinion on it than I did when I first saw the trailers and heard about the development of it. I'm gonna say it's a real check your brain at the door sort of movie. Uh, I don't know if anyone'd be comfortable paying over ten dollars for it. Like if you gotta pay like a you know matinee prime time deal at like a Saturday night at an AMC. Don't maybe don't bother. Right. Uh, maybe catch it on like the was it Tuesdays or like eight six or eight dollars at most movie theaters. Catch it then. You'll probably be happy with it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it seems like a real, you know, fun, mindless action movie, but we'll see. Totally. Uh, in line with action movie or movies in general, uh, Corey from One Track Gamers actually let me know about this because uh, actually I don't know if he saw the movie or he just heard about it, but I didn't see the movie. Um, but the movie Teen Titans Go, it's based off the show that everyone seems to love so much. Um, that's a joke. Everyone hates it. Um, (laughs) but it's for kids. Like, everyone's like, this isn't, like, old Teen Titans. No, it's clearly not. It's meant to be a comedy. They're all short and chibi. Like, yeah, it's not the old Teen Titans. Fucking get over it. Like, if you want old Teen Titans watch Young Justice, that's what, you know, the new Teen Titans are. Um, but apparently during the credit sequence of the Teen Titans Go! movie, they show the old Teen Titans style. And they kind of hint that they might be coming back. So oh, it's possible that old Teen Titans are coming back in some form, and uh, WB brought Young Justice back. They canceled that, got super popular on Netflix, and they're doing a third season of that. So it's entirely possible they'll do this, especially with such demand. And I mean, hey, Teen Titans got Teen Titans Go got a movie for a reason. It's super popular with kids, apparently. So if they already have the younger generation. Growing up with Teen Titans Go and are familiar with those characters, and they got the older generation already familiar with those characters from the old cartoon, they'd get, you know, two big generations watching, you know, the new Teen Titans if they brought it back. Right. So, it's entirely possible.
0: Yeah, that might be a smart move.
1: Yeah, that'd be really cool if they did that. I mean, I'd be pumped. I love the old one, so. But it's going to be... Weird wh- if they did, where it would fall because Teen Titans Go is clearly the more comedic, like almost pure comedy. I don't know if there's any action in it or storytelling. And then Young Justice is a much grittier, darker, uh, tone, but kind of has the same spirit of the original Teen Titans. So okay. it'd be weird to see where, if they brought back the original Teen Titans, where that would fall in the timeline. Cause they definitely had a plenty of comedic stuff in that show and it worked and it was good, but you know, it might not be what people remember it to be. Like they might remember be like, Oh, they're doing so many dumb jokes and they're all doing like weird faces and stuff. They're trying to be like Teen Titans go. It's like, no, that's how they always were. You just don't remember those parts. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I'm sure the fans are going to be pissing no matter what happens. Cause fucking fans are terrible these days. Like every fandom sucks. Uh, but yeah, I'm to see where that goes.
0: Definitely. Um, one thing, last news bit for me that I saw that uh, I'm sure our listeners and some of our hosts are going to be interested in is that Stardew Valley has a multiplayer update on PC. Yeah, I was like, holy that's, shit, that's pretty big.
1: <laughs> this has been in the beta, I think, for a while now, maybe like a month or two. That's and I've seen super it, cool. I've seen a few like popular streamers get access to the beta of it and trying it out, and it looks like it works pretty well. So it's, you know, you get a bigger farm, you... You know, the main player who's ho- essentially hosting the server, I think, gets the main house, and then any multiplayer people get to build, like, a guest cabin, if you will, like, kind of around there. And, yeah, it's Stardew Valley, but with more people.
0: That's really cool. I mean, I so, I wonder if they anticipated that from the beginning, or something that they're like, well, I'm sure we could fuck around and get it to work, and here we are.
1: Uh, Since it was all pretty much done by one guy, I doubt he actually expected that, because... I don't know. I'm sure he expected it would do decently well, especially since he put years of his life into it. But I don't know if he was that ambitious to be like, it's going to be so popular, everyone's going to want to play <laughs> with their friends.
0: <laughs> no, probably not. So,
1: um, But I'm sure he's thrilled to do it like because it's so popular. It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. If he keeps you guys playing, I'll do whatever you want.
0: Yeah, one step at a time with a giant project like that. And I'm, I'm just curious if he got any further help uh, with the multiplayer update, or if he did that all as his own undertaking again.
1: I'd be very surprised if he did it all by himself because of the, six, the amount of success from it. Right. I'm sure, It was no problem finding people to help him out with it. But I mean, hey, he did everything else by himself. I'm, I guess it's po- possible he'd do that one too. So yeah, that's have. interesting.
0: But yeah, so if you're a Stardew Valley player on PC, I would definitely go check that out. The update is live. Um, also, yeah. horse hats. What the hell what? is that about? <laughs> it says uh, with horse hats. I guess you could put hats on your horses. oh
1: yeah, you get horses in it and stuff. I think it's a horse hat. I'm like, oh, there's, <laughs> there's horse back in Stardew Valley? I gotta oh, play that game. Yeah, around. new update. <laughs> oh, jeez. It's such a clean-cut, cheerful little play that there's horse. That would be very interesting. Oh, goddammit. Uh, but yeah, it's a good game, and um, it's it scratches the itch of Animal Crossing so many people have. But you know now you got multiplayer, which I don't think Animal Crossing... No, Animal Crossing had that. I just don't think it was ever done conveniently because it was on like gamecube and nintendo stuff i guess the ds would be the most easy way to connect with people online
0: well now there's pocket camp the phone game or whatever. Ah, fuck that <laughs> i know it's <laughs>
1: that game's dumb
0: <laughs> i think people are still playing i can't believe i'm it.
1: sure they are the people still playing pokemon go it's oh, people yeah. play stuff for a while uh i flew back home for a week i was playing uh, puzzle forge 2 which is a mobile game that came out years ago
0: oh yeah i was recommended that i remember yeah
1: I still play because it doesn't need the internet so you can play without data or Wi-Fi and it's really solid and not really intrusive with ads like maybe you get one or two after each uh you know uh, each you know session or whatever you want to call it um super solid game like and it doesn't like spam you with like buy this buy this buy this like you have to wait this many hours to continue playing like it's just a rock solid game and it's a good studio that does it so I'd still recommend it even though it's years later <laughs> totally yeah
0: any other news things before maybe we play a uh, game of 10 questions
1: sure uh cowboy bebop movie it's coming back to theaters for the 20th anniversary
0: oh shit uh,
1: uh i think it depends on where you are in the country but it seems like almost universally it's wednesday the 5th, august 15th so as of this recording coming out like in a week or so um, so very like if cool big, if you're a big bebop fan and you want to see the movie on the big screen in theaters uh check uh local listings because it's definitely select theaters it's not everywhere yeah um but i know me i know mark's gonna go see it out on the east coast there um so i know a few people coming out to see it um yeah and i think it's like the 25th anniversary of the show recently and it's the 20th anniversary of the movie so yeah Damn. big shit
0: we're getting old
1: oh god dying a little inside. Um, <laughs> Life is Strange 2 t- teaser came out. They got a little, like, minute long teaser for it.
0: Fuck. Which, pause the podcast. I'm checking this out. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Wh- what happens in Um,
1: it? Not really, not much. It's uh, dash cam footage from a cop cruiser. And it's just oh, I did other see other that. <laughs> yeah. And then um, it cuts, to, like, it shows him running off, like, calling for backup. Cuts to, like, two minutes later on the camera. And you see the whole car get toppled over by some invisible force or some force off screen. Yeah. You don't see. Um, and that's really it. That's all it shows. So I wonder I'm if thinking, it was Captain Spirit. Yeah, I'm thinking that it has something to do with him since he has telekinesis. So, yep. And that's going to be, they say uh, Square Enix and Don't Nod, the studio, says uh, all will be revealed about this next experience in Life of Strange Universe on August 20th. So I don't know what that means because the game itself is coming out on September 20, uh, 27th. Hmm. So I guess August 20th, they're just going to show another trailer, like actual, like give you an actual hint of what the story is. Yeah. And then that's... September 27th is when the first episode is coming out.
0: Okay. Well, that's something, it gives you something to look forward to before even the release date to so like maybe hype up the game further.
1: Yeah. I, th- I think that's all it's going to be. It's just a little more teaser to it. Um, And what else? Oh, Horizon Zero Dawn. It's getting a board game. Oh, or, shit. It may be getting a board game. But they're going to kickstart it and see how well it does. But it's by huh. the comp- it's by the company Steamforged Games, who I've talked about before uh, a few episodes back, who are doing the uh, miniature figures for Critical Role, and they did a Kickstarter for that for like a week, just a real short run campaign, seeing you know gauging fans who wants the uh, miniature figures of those characters, and they got a million dollars. So like, Steam Games is like set <laughs> for like- yeah.
0: It's funny when people are just like, take my money, kind of me.
1: Like, hey guys, do you want this thing? And then they just get bombarded and like get a concussion from all the money being thrown at them. Like within a week, they got over a million dollars to make miniature figures of this D and D show online. I mean, hey, I, I've been watching the second uh, campaign of Critical Role. It's very good. I fully understand why people are passionate about it, but it's just like Jesus Christ. Like it's only a week. And they <laughs> got that much. Um, but this is also the same company that did tabletop version tabletop games of uh, Dark Souls and Resident Evil Two.
0: I thought that was ringing a bell. I'm like, I know there's some recent games that got board games. Yeah, we had a Dark Souls, yeah. Dark Souls board game episode.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the Steamforge Games is the company that's doing or who did that. So they definitely have a track record with it. And as as, as I remember, the Dark Souls board game was super complicated and hard yes, to get into. That's right. But apparently, once you did get into it, it was a pretty decent game. Like it was well made and like translated some of the properties pretty well and mechanics well from. Uh, the game the video games so Steamforge is like a decent company it seems like so I have faith that they would do a Horizon board game well now it's just to see if they can raise uh, money enough for it
0: yeah I th- I don't think they're going to have a problem raising the money I think the problem is going to be how do you translate this into a board game like are you going to have little uh, pieces for the robo dinosaurs or are you gonna, like cards like that you draw a card and there's like oh you encounter this fucker
1: Probably both. Um, from what I can tell, it seems like there's definitely going to be a playable Aloy piece and a uh, Scrapper, who I yeah. think is a type of uh, robotic animal. Yep. So it looks like that's going to be like a playable piece, too. But other than that, they haven't really revealed too much about it. I mean, the Kickstarter's not even live yet, so... Fair enough. Yeah, be on the lookout for that if you're a board game enthusiast and you like uh, Horizon Zero Dawn.
0: Totally. That was an awesome one to mention. Got yeah. that on our radar now? Yep. All right, well then, let's play a game of 10 Questions, Pokemon Edition. Did this recently with AJ, and it's a blast.
1: I'm better, with, I'm better with Pokemon than just random bullshit games if they are not
0: games. So Well, that's what I mean. This is 10 questions for the new people. It's basically the game 20 questions, but we cut it in half because we're lazy assholes. <laughs> um, because so, we're sheep. <laughs> yeah, we're millennials. There it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so this game is going to already kind of give you a theme and narrow it down a little bit for you. It's going to be one of the first 150 Pokemon. Okay. So I'll keep track of the questions.
1: Alright, first 150. Oh god, here we go. Um, Is it blue? No. Okay, I feel like that's a lot of the first 150. I sure hope...
0: Wait, I hope this is first 150 because if it's not, I'm going to be mad at this.
1: Uh, Who is it? I'll
0: tell you. (laughs) I can't do that. I've gotten someone
1: with that before. (laughs)
0: Actually, okay, I'm going to revise my statement. Son of a bitch. Because <laughs> I just want to, okay, it's definitely within the first 200.
1: Wow, okay. <laughs> All right, so gold and silver as well. Okay, let's go there. Do you know for sure if it's in gold and silver? Because then we can just do gold and silver, or if it's first 150. No, I,
0: th- it's, I think it's first 150. In fact, let's. I think that's smarter, and I think with your questions, we'll narrow it down to the right one.
1: Okay. So you got one question down. It's not blue. Is it a normal type?
0: I'm currently checking. Get the no. Bulbapedia
1: up. Yes, oh.
0: that's what I got.
1: <laughs> um, has Ash ever caught it in the show?
0: Oh man, I'm not that <laughs> well versed with the show. I don't think so. In fact, I, I can almost guarantee no.
1: Uh, if you're on Bulbapedia, at the bottom, there should be, like, in media, like, a section, and it'll tell you if it's in, like, the show, or the manga, or Card Game, okay, or something. Okay,
0: let me pull that up quick.
1: And if it's in the show, it'll tell you, like, hey, Ash caught this in episode, whatever.
0: In the main series, major appearances, let's see here. No, I don't believe he caught him. Okay. Or her, depending on uh-huh. what this- I-, I honestly don't know the gender of this particular Pokemon. <laughs>
1: Well, it's not Mr. Mimer Jinx then. The two Pokemon everyone wishes to forget.
0: Yeah, I I don't enjoy them.
1: <laughs> no one does. It's like that creepy uncle that you just don't invite to family parties anymore. God damn it. <laughs> um, mm, eh. Ash is actually kind of a shitty Pokemon trainer, so it doesn't narrow it down too much. Uh, if you think about it, James on Team Rocket is actually the best Pokemon trainer, because he doesn't catch anyone. All of them just want to be with him.
0: <laughs> he's, a uh, don't know, just charismatic.
1: Yeah, they, he, all of his Pokemon just love him, like, to death to a certain degree. So he's actually the best Pokemon trainer. Um, does it have any other forms? Does it evolve, or is it evolved from something else? Yes. All right. All of these, like, narrow it down a bit, but not enough for me.
0: That's what I mean. You're getting... you're. Got some good questions but I think some of these Later questions are really gonna narrow it Yeah But um I think we're at four so that's what I got
1: Yeah that's four uh, If it's not blue it's probably not a water type Cause almost all Water types are blue Oh boy Um Shit Is it a fire type no. Hmm. Uh, halfway,
0: halfway. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. this isn't an easy game for sure, but I think there's a there's a chance you'll pull it off, but I, AJ got the last one. It was it was real surprising.
1: Is it a legendary pokemon? No. Uh,
0: so In my eyes, like, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs>
1: In my eyes, Farfetch is a legendary Pokemon, because he's <laughs> dumb as shit. And never used in anything else besides the first games.
0: Holy shit, I love that goddamn Pokemon.
1: It's just a duck with a with a white onion that just beats the shit out of you. Or a green onion. Yeah. just beats the shit of people. <laughs> oh god. Um I wanna ask if it was like in a, does a gym leader have this Pokemon, but I don't necessarily remember all of the gym leader Pokemons.
0: I'm gonna freebie consoles. say, I don't think they would have this guy. That's free, though. So you still got four more to go.
1: Okay. So, like, it's not super rare enough where it would be identifiable with the gym leader, but also is not generic enough. Because, like, Tangela's weird, but Erica has him in the fourth gym. Uh...
0: And you asked if it is an evolved form. It is. So...
1: Is it does something evolve into it or is it
0: It is evolved. I'll go ahead and give you since okay. that, that it's not one of like the earlier stages. It's an okay, evolved okay. one.
1: Gotcha. Oh boy. Mmm. So it's not a fire type, it's not normal type. It's not necessarily not a water type, but it's probably not because it's not blue. Is it a psychic type? Yes. Oh, that narrows it down a lot. Yes,
0: so now you're up to, you have three more questions. I think questions. we're getting there.
1: It's first gen, and, all right, here's, uh, this gets tricky, because in the first generation, there's only three types of ghost type, so they weren't even technically ghost type in the first gen. It wasn't until the second generation when they added more ghost types that they made ghosts a type. Yeah, Like, the, like the third generation added dark types, and then they retroactively made other Pokemon dark types because of it. So it's, so does that change anything?
0: Nope. Damn <laughs> that's, it. that's a freebie. That's not even, <laughs> I don't even know what that question was, but like, no, it's not a ghost type. I'll give you that.
1: It basically narrowed it down to, it wasn't ghastly. Yes. Uh, okay. His evolution line. Cause it, he was technically psychic in the first gen, but then later retroactively made
0: ghost. I see. Okay. Nope. Yeah. yeah. Not ghastly and by your deducing.
1: Yeah, because he was the only. They were the only ghost uh, form back then. Um, so psychic evolves, not blue, not blue. Uh, I'm pretty sure I knew. Um, all right, now there's two. Okay, I'm going through. All right, it's down to like two lines of evolution.
0: All right, you got three questions.
1: Three guesses. Three questions
0: or guesses. Yep.
1: Yeah. Is it Hypno? No. Fuck. Is it... Alakazam? No. Kadabra?
0: No, oh no, uh, you went through the three. Uh, Guess two. who it is. It's Slowking.
1: Bullshit, he's out <laughs> in the first 150!
0: <laughs> oh, Fuck that's you. my bro. that's what I thought, uh, that's why I tried to revive it. Oh, well, that, well slow bro. Slow and, bro is Slowbro? Slowbro
1: is, Slowking is a different form, though. God he's damn it! See, it's I'd, slow, bro. If you hold the King Rock and trade him, he becomes slow King. See, and the King King Rock's only in the second generation.
0: I knew I was fucking up because his number is one ninety nine. I'm like, so he's not in the first one fifty. That's why I revised it.
1: Oh! I know
0: <laughs> I fucked up. No, that's all on me. So it's not even your fault. But I think you might have uh got slow, bro, because that is in the first one fifty. But even that's still. A, yeah. Uh, you would have guessed him, and I'd been like, it's his next one, but he's, uh I'm fucking up. I don't know. Probably Pokemon. not because he
1: is psychic, and I didn't even think of it because he's just such a forgettable Pokemon.
0: <laughs> I just went with the funniest looking one I could find, and oh, I was like, goddammit, so Slow King is amazing. What a- And
1: that's that's one in the Pokemon lore that's weird as shit. So it's Slowpoke, and if he leaves his tail in the water, <laughs> it gets bit on by a shelter, and then the shelter and him evolve into a whole different thing. Yeah. So, like, that's one that makes you go, what the fuck is, like, they. You know, I don't hold it against them. They clearly didn't think this would blow up as big as it did. But it's clear the Pokemon didn't, like, plan out too far. Or, like, in the show, it shows them eating fish. And then another, like, episode, that shows them eating Magikarp. But in the first season, they say Magikarp's not good for food because the scales are so hard.
0: Oh, my Making God. Making him a
1: more useless Pokemon. God, I remember a lot of A lot of holes in that story. I,
0: yeah, and I, f- from tail hat to head hat, what a character, man. Like, I don't know. He, he looks like a gentleman.
1: <laughs> a gentleman. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's just a stoner. That's why he picked him.
0: Yep, yeah, could be.
1: Oh, and in the first game, they're cutting off Slowpoke. Team Rock is cutting off Slowpoke tails and serving them as like a delicacy. That's
0: wow. fucked up. That is that's very fucked. fucked. I didn't a know kids that. Game.
1: What the yeah. hell?
0: All right, well, it's that's an- how we play 10 questions. That was a fun episode.
1: Wait, no, it wasn't the first game. It was the second game. It was Golden cool and Silver because it was at the third gym leader, the Insect Girl.
0: Oh right, I can't. And that's think where of you her get name.
1: the you get the apricots that turn into the Pokeballs, and in, that's where you find out Eevee has two more forms. Man, I remember a lot of
0: Pokeballs. You really do, but you didn't get it right. But no, it's okay. It's that, not a ghetto. Was, it wasn't was, first hundred fifty. Yeah, that was my misleading stuff. But that was a good solid episode. Let's do some plugs, uh, listener. Where are you going to find Bren?
1: Uh, God, please tell me I want to know where you'll find me
0: <laughs> The supermarket No, Uh, how about, f- where can they find you?
1: Okay, that's better <laughs> Uh, Twitter, ABTS, burn on Twitter is very uninteresting uh, and just full of dumb shit But I will say there's a cartoon that I actually kickstarted slash funded on Indiegogo fucking years ago like four, three, four years ago now Um, They finally released their pilot and there was a lot of shit going on in production that made it all messy, and they actually had to re- they actually had to change the name of the show. And by the time they had it ready, another show came out called Final Space on TBS, which being like produced by Conan O'Brien and is being like made by the, one of the guys from Smosh, so they got some like celebrity power behind it. Okay, and it's basically the exact same premise. So it's kind of like, hey guys, we're almost on our show and another show just stole all of our uh, limelight and attention, so now we're fucked and have to rework the entire show from scratch. Oh. So it's real brutal. Um, Yeah. But uh, the show got a new name, they released the pilot, even though it's not technically the pilot anymore because they have to change so much stuff. Um, But it's called Starship Goldfish, and you can find the pilot on on, uh, YouTube. And it's Really good. It's like a solid 22 minutes. It's a full episode, and it's all done very well. And I recommend. I still stand by my, uh, you know, funding it years ago. Okay, and I'm cool. glad it's finally out. And I think the creator of it's now working with Rooster Teeth and like Red versus Blue and like those people. So he's doing other stuff. So it, you know, who knows? Maybe this new show will find its way on Rooster Teeth, who does uh, Ruby and a bunch of other shows now. Like they got their own animation studio out of fucking nothing. So. That'd be really cool if they picked it up. Definitely. So, yeah. Starship Goldfish. I highly recommend checking out that pilot on YouTube.
0: Cool. And listeners, I actually have something to plug. It's not Officially ready just yet, but I want you to maybe go give us a follow on Instagram. I'm starting my own record label. It's kind of oh. like something I always wanted to do, and I have a boatload of really cool bands on board. It is. I'm going to warn you, it's not everybody's bag of chip of music, but there's <laughs> there's a wide variety of stuff I'm offering. I'm going to have some instrumental, some Midwest emo, some scrams, basically <laughs> scream screamo. Um, but like Midwest all the real emo, no, it's a it's a thing, and it's it's definitely a sub genre of that style, and it's very specific. And I, I have some. Th- <laughs> Fantastic, very talented people I'm working with. And one of the bands I saw today set gave me the uh, approval to release one of their albums that I'm really excited about. So there's lots of exciting news. Go check it out at Instagram.com com slash missed out records, um all sorts of stuff in the works there. Um and maybe I'll be keeping you guys up to date with that on this show as I have some more things to plug there. But listener, if you like our show, thank you so much for listening. Tell a friend, tell a family member. Maybe not that last part.
1: Um, but <laughs> tell it, a priest. We never know. Oh no don't, no no! Don't tell uh,
0: But uh definitely leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh like follow subscribe Instagram Facebook Twitch at ABT Silence. So um but yeah we will be back next week. Um, uh, thanks for listening. See ya.
1: See ya.